Hey, maybe I've been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked, pal. Oh, that's been the theme of the New York Giants 2023 season and a little bit going into this offseason. This is Tim, this is New York Giants Trade Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Want to talk about the Daniel Jones anchor of a contract. Want to talk about it. Is there anything that Shane can do to get himself onto? You had Fantasy Island. We're going to call it Quarterback Draft Island. And that's and that's kind of what this is about because a um, uh, little little housekeeping. JJ War, uh, JJ McCarthy has uh, decided to come out for the NFL draft. Cam Ward has decided to go back into school, go back to the transfer portal. Um, you know, I I mean JJ, I think JJ probably should have stayed in another season, got a little bit of seasoning. But I keep thinking that maybe if Harbaugh is moving on and maybe even potentially moving into the pros, that he's thinking that his he has an opportunity to follow the old ball coach and get into that first round, get into that spot, find into a situation where he can excel, kind of like what we thought Daniel Jones was going to do years ago. And we do mean years ago. Uh, of course, Shane went out and Shane and Mares and them went out and gave Daniel Jones that wonderful contract, that wonderful boat anchor of a contract where so many people are like, well, you know, really, it's only a three-year deal with an out for the team. And I said it from day one. It looked like an albatross. It And, and I said it right off the bat. If he implodes both statistically or physically, this boat anchor is going to set the team back at least an additional three seasons until they can figure out exactly what the quarterback situation is. And if you're going to try to run it back again with Daniel Jones, I understand he's going to come back because of cap implications. It just, just prohibits you from doing anything else. He's got a $69 million dead cap number. He's got a cap hit of $47 million. He's taken up almost 18% of the cap. And of course that's really, um, uh, that's really uh, interesting number right now because there's only 36 players under contract. So yeah, he's got a large number, but he is going to be the largest boat anchor on this con on this, uh, on this salary cap for the New York football giants. I love how people put it. Well, there's a potential out of the deal. Yeah. It's still almost $22 million dead cap number. And I always try to explain this to people. So let's say you want to get out from Daniel Jones's contract in 2025. Let's just say you want to do that. And let's say you're going to bring in a quarterback. So whatever you bring in that quarterback at, add 22.2 million onto that quarterback salary. So let's say you draft a rookie and he only makes $9 million a year, or let's, let's make it easy. Let's say he makes it eight. Technically that quarterback's not making eight. He's making 30 because your quarterback position right now still has a $22 million dead cap. Now, let's say you try to bring in someone at $12 million a year, a free agent. Well, it's not really $12 million a year. It's really $34 million a year because you have that $22 million dead cap number. I don't look at all the times I look at the, the roster. A lot of times I don't look at it just as the player. I look at the position and I look at the cap space allocated to the position. So you're going to be overpaying for someone in 2025. If you let Daniel Jones go. And you're going to have to let Daniel Jones go. You're just going to have to. It just doesn't make any sense to keep him on this team because he had, he's going to be, he's going to be 27 years old. He'll be 28 in 2025. And we're going to be into year seven going, well, we still got to kind of figure out what Daniel Jones is. I know what he is. He is a boat anchor of a contract that's weighing this team down. And at, and at any point in time, it, 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 it's going to help make the roster implode. And if you decide to run it back with Daniel Jones one more time, well, you decide not to go get a quarterback in this draft, 
You know what's going to happen? You're pushing back your quarterback decision another year. And the quarterback draft in 2025 is not looking as hot as it does right now for this year. So there's always, I always go back to the movie draft day with, you know, with Sonny Weaver going out and trying to get to Bo Callahan. Do we keep Bo Callahan? We don't get Bo Callahan. Do we, do we trade those picks? You know, you trade three first rounders, get that number all, you know, number one, all pick. And you decided not to go Bo. And then you turn around and call Seattle. Come on, Tom, say it with me, you pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> you make that trade and you get your picks back. But you know what? This is real life. This is the real, this is the real, real world. The re- and I always like to say, it's the real, real world. We better get back because it'll be dark soon and they mostly come at night. Mostly. Bad things don't just happen during the day. Bad things happen all the time in the NFL football in this world. So the question is this. Does Shane have the mental fortitude to make that trade? Does Shane understand that maybe moving up into that Chicago Bears pick is going to be the way to rock and roll? I personally think, and the way I've been breaking down looking at this draft, I personally think the Bears, you, you bring it back your head coach. He's a defensive-minded guy, so more than likely, you're probably going to bring, you're going to run it back with Justin Fields, and you probably should because if you're going to give Daniel Jones all this cachet in reference to bringing him back repeatedly, Justin Fields has done more to earn it in his three years than than Daniel Jones is. So I still think they're going to try to move out of that pick. I still think they're going to try to do something, but then I keep thinking to myself, what if they don't move out of that pick? What if they keep it? What if they decide, you know what? We need to get him. We got DJ Moore. We got a couple other guys in Chicago. We need to get another weapon. What if we decide to take Marvin Harrison Jr. at one, number one overall? What you know? The the Bears need offensive linemen. What if they decide to go Joe Alt in that first pick? That's going to push everything down in the draft. I personally still think of the Washington Commanders like Drake May. I think I think he seems to be. I think he seems to be a Washington guy. So then let's say you're going to go. You're what you know. You're probably going to go Caleb or Drake May at number two. And then you take a look at New England. I still think New England's definitely going to take a quarterback. And I think whoever is still there, if it's, if it's a, let's say, let's say number two goes to Caleb and Drake may goes to New England. At number three, you're sitting there at Arizona. Arizona's not taking a quarterback. They're either going to take Marvin Harrison jr. Or who are Joe Walt, whoever the, the bears or whoever doesn't pick, you know, the chargers are probably taking a wide receiver at five. That leaves Jaden Daniels sitting in your lap at six. But the question is, do you want Jaden Daniels? There is this talk. There is this rumor. This There is this speculation that Caleb Williams is falling down the draft, that people are becoming disenchanted with Caleb Williams. Ah, okay, you know what? Disenchant me all you want. You take a look at what C.J. Stroud did. And we talked about this in the live stream yesterday for those that missed it. We, um, uh, Swing Culture TV, myself, Big El Gigante, we were at the draft party last year, and we actually broadcasted the first round from the Giants locker room. You can go back and watch. You can go back and watch the live stream. Um, and it was funny because when C.J. Stroud went overall, we were pretty much all under in, in agreement that you know that was the right pick. That was you know it, it's it. You go back; it's almost like the uh, the Ryan Leaf uh, Peyton Manning debates. But I thought you were going to win either way with either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. But we all kind of felt that CJ was probably going to give you that 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 more pro ready option. Do we ever think it was going to be like this? No, not even close. I, I did not think he was going to reach this level. I didn't think he was going to take his team to the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game. But we all felt that he could help the team. 
you know, drafter and didn't drafting Will Anderson didn't hurt either. Uh, but you know, the Texans gave you a blueprint. The Texans were a bad team last uh, two years ago. They gave you a blueprint of getting a high quality quarterback. Nico Collins is not Jerry Rice. Nico Collins is is not this star studded wide receiver. He's not C.D. Lamb. He he's not. And and C.J. Stroud basically lost three of his top weapons this season. So he was not playing with his full accoutrement, uh, accoutrement, we'll say, uh, uh, of skilled players. So they basically gave you the game plan of how to pick a quality rookie quarterback, give him the, the training, give him the coaching, give him the offense he needs to build the offense around him, and you can win and succeed within a rookie quarterback's first year. And I always love it because people, you have the venerable Justin Pugh, and like I said, we love Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh was a good giant when he was here first. But and he really is he's only endeared himself to the fan base because of that first game. Uh it's it's I'm sorry, it's Justin Pugh off the couch. So it's a nice little catchy phrase, and that and that's what makes us endear him to Justin Pugh. But the problem is Justin Pugh is putrid. He gave up 80, uh, excuse me, eight sacks. He gave up almost 40 pressures and only 700 snaps. And I think he had also five penalties tied in there as well. But he went out and basically said, well, you know, a trade up for a quarterback doesn't work. Yeah, it didn't work for that Josh Allen guy. It didn't work for Patrick Mahomes. It didn't work for uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. It didn't work. Hell, it didn't work for Eli Manning. It didn't work for Joe Flacco, who also still won a Super Bowl. Wow, it didn't even work for Michael Vick. You could trade up for a quarterback and make it work. Forever, you know, like you said, yeah, you're going to hit your Mitchell Trubisky's, but he's, Mitchell Trubisky still made the playoffs. I still believe he threw for over 4,000 yards or close to it. But for every Mitchell Trubisky, you're going to hope you hit a you, you hit a Josh Allen. You're going to hope you hit a Patrick Mahomes. You got it. You got to do something. You got to do something different. You, you know, we've said it how many times in the show. You have to be bold, and mighty forces will come to your aid. But if Joe Shane sits there and looks at his cap situation and has to have the understanding, right now your only backup quarterback you have is Tommy DeVito, because you don't know if Tyrod's coming back. You don't know if Tyrod wants to come back. He may. I don't know. Then you're going to have to try to find a quarterback on the on the market that's going to be comparable to Daniel Jones in reference to his style to make it a little bit easier of a transition between playing your backup quarterback because you know Daniel Jones might not be ready for the start of the season. Joe, you got to step up. You got to, Joe. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. You got to step up. And making that move, taking this year's first, next year's first, if it's me, and I don't know if the Bears would even be willing to do this, but if it's me, I'm going to give you the 2023 first. I'm excuse me, 2024 first and 2025 first. I'm going to give you one of my two seconds for this year, and I'm going to give you a five and a seven next year. I don't know. That seems like a pretty good shot for moving up from six to number one. Or if I'm really feeling, if I'm really feeling saucy. No, that's probably what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's probably what I do because I still think Jaden Daniels is going to fall down. I still think, like I said, I, even if you take, even if you take a quarterback, let's say the Bears do take a quarterback. Even you, you take Caleb. If you take Caleb, I think the Commanders take May. Um, I don't think the, you know, it's funny. JJ McCarthy in my mind fits the New England Patriots, so maybe you trade out of that spot. But if I'm New England, hell, I may potentially not even take a quarterback. I may take someone like Marvin Harrison. 
I need, I, I might go out and get someone that that's a better prospect and then try to find a quarterback later in the draft, maybe move back up into the later ra- half of the uh, first round and get someone like JJ McCarthy. Because this way you can have a, you can have a weapon in Arv Harrison and then may still potentially get your quarterback. And you also, we always forget about Michael Penix. I'm, I can't take Michael Penix at six, but if I have an idea that he's going to be there later in the draft, I may move out of six. But then I figure, like I said, Arizona's not taking Arizona's not taking a quarterback because because of the Kyler Murray contract. I think they go Joe Alt to basically protect Kyler. You figure charges aren't taking the charges aren't taking a quarterback, so you figure you're going to have to probably they're probably going to go wide receiver. And like I said, hell, Jaden Daniels can still be sitting, but still be sitting there for you at six. But do you want to take that chance? You don't. Do you want to take the chance at someone like Minnesota? Or maybe someone like Atlanta jumps at an eight. Do you want to make this? You want to see if maybe uh, New Orleans stays at fourteen or Seattle stays at sixteen? Because those are going to be your competitions to move up into the draft. But I just think Joe has just got to look at the anchor of this contract he's got right now and just say, "Listen, I I, I don't I can't get a free agent. I'm not going to get a free agent. I'm still stuck on the hook for twenty two million in twenty twenty five. Dear Lord, Joe, if you decide to extend Dan Jones contract or restructure it, I, I am, I am, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I literally do not know what I would do if you did something as stupid as that, because technically you only have about 38 to 40 million right now with only 30 something players under contract. And you still have the free agents, of course, and Isaiah Simmons, Xavier McKinney, Saquon Barkley, uh, Dory Jackson. So you're going to, you're, I don't know. Are you going to be trying to resign some of your players, but no way in hell, if you need additional cap space, should you ever and possibly in any part of your mind, think that you should either extend or restructure some of Daniel Jones's contract to give you more cap space in 2024. Please don't. If you did that, there is going to be such a video. The, the earth will be scorched by the time that video is over. But Joe, you got to do something different, man. You got to mix it up. Your track record's not that great. I'm talking to you directly, Joe. Your track record's not that great right now in the draft. You got like one big hit and banks, and you got two question marks at five and seven for almost three years ago now. Go out and do something different. Go out and give this giant fan base an excitement because we talked about this before. I do not like the way this roster is currently constructed vis-a-vis talents or the way it's structured cap-wise. And I may not always be right about talent, but I've said a million times before, I'm always right about the cap. I I I dare anyone to tell me when I've ever been wrong about the cap. So that's what we got to look at. Joe's got to be bold. Joe's got to look at this anchor of a contract, say, you know what? I'm stuck with Daniel Jones this year. I'm going to bring in my guy. I'm going to bring in Dable's guy. I'm going to build an offense around him. Yeah, I'm going to have to set the mortgage the future a little bit like the Giants did when they gave up all those picks and basically Sean lights out Merriman for Daniel J- I'm sure for Eli Manning. But you know what? We got two Super Bowls at the end of that rainbow. And we got a guy that should be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Going to have a lot of big shows coming up and maybe a live stream during the week. I haven't decided yet. And as always, this is Tim. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell. Do you want to know why? That'd be awesome.